Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We talk about We talk about swords. Oh, yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an e athlete. <laughs> yeah. He's an, an e athlete. That's all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches. <laughs> tiny Sasquatches. And the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, that, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is sword stores, tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. Twelve original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kalberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. Get it on. Got to get it on. No choice but to get it on. Monday, get it on. Yeah. Where are we? Where we're, the bloody hell are we? We're at Corolla Studios in uh, warm and sunny Glendale, California. You know, if you're going to record a podcast and you want to be successful, you, you should do it in a place that knows something about podcast success, and that is this studio in right here, uh, which belongs to the man sitting to our left here, Adam Corolla. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. Adam, thanks for joining us. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. He looks worried. No, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because uh, we're getting some Mangria glasses. We have tons of these, like, Mangria glasses, but all we have is these weird beer steins that we're filling with ice, <laughs> which is not how you drink Mangria. They look like strawberry Dylan Sunday is a glasses. weird person because I was just explaining to him that we needed different glasses, but he's brought the same glasses with more eyes. Uh, I think they're classy, to be honest with you. I, they're glassy. I, they, they look a little classy. Let's let's pour some of this They're stuff. not very manly to yeah. go with your mangria. Do you, want the, do you want the white mangria or the red mangria? Well, who's trying it? Me. Everybody. All right. Drinky fun time, Adam. Try it, start yeah. with the, uh, try the, oh, wait a minute. This is. The brose. Oh, we don't have, reg, we don't have regular mangria. No. No regular mangria. What's, uh, okay. what's the regular mangria? Okay. I don't they, know what. Dylan, does anyone have, we, we have conversations, right? Oh, you, Dylan. Are, do we have other mangria at the other shop? We don't right now. We don't, there's nothing. It's that popular. I'm going to do, I'm going to have the conversation I have with everyone all the time. If I walk over to the other shop, I will not come back with mangria. You'll come back with these flavors. 
but I won't come back with uh, the original. You won't. Weird. All right. Well, then just drink Endless Rant. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to try. Go I'm ahead. Gonna, I'm, so, first of all, ahead, drink, tell drink. us about Mangria. I, you know, we know Mangria, you invented this. This yes, is your invention. I did. Tell us about it, Adam, please. Uh, I have. Do I have glasses at the other shop, too? <laughs> He's mad about that. If I glasses. go to the other shop, will I have Mangria glasses? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Oh, Dan, I got to go to the other shop now. I feel like I'm going to come back with glasses. Do you want, and, you want uh, us, Emma? We can talk while you and, go. You want to go run over and see no, if it's there? Fine. We can. We can. No, uh, Adam, I, I invented the uh, Mangria, which is the original flavor, which we don't have. <laughs> but yeah. we have the white, we have the blonde, and we have the brose, which is the mixture between the two. And basically, I just went like, uh, I like sangria, but I don't like the idea of stepping on alcohol with fruit juice. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't want something that, you know, wine comes in at, I don't know, 15% or 16% or whatever yeah. it is. And then you add a bunch of grape juice and other stuff. And now you're down to 7%. Like, screw that. I want to go up. You have gone up, mister. It's 19% this. That's yeah. strong. That's the strongest wine I think I'll... The uh, the white is I think nineteen. It's twenty for the uh, brose, and Ooh. the uh, regular mangria is twenty point nine because twenty one is the highest. The maximum you can, you can do and be, and still be called a wine, right? Right. Is, is okay. Right. Yeah. So, so well, we're doing the what? This one is what? White peach and pear. Yes. Do you yes, want some of this? Do you want any of this? No, I'll drink. Uh, I, I'll have a little beer, though. I'll okay, have a little yes, endless uh, rant a good beer. Sign. We got Adam's beer here, too. Endless Rant IPA. Yeah, there's probably, since we're filming, we'll probably leave one up and take there's one, one over there. cold one uh yeah. So let's let's. All right, I'm going to go get a glass and a beer. Adam and uh, Adam's we, going we'll out. Adam and I will talk amongst ourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. So can you believe they don't have any glasses in this what fucking place? Jesus I Christ! I don't even think that beer is cold. What I called ahead and I said, "Can we just have the original Mangria?" And that's all Emma wants. No, I, it's the one I asked. Well, so well. maybe things are going it's downhill here at uh, Corolla Studios. People are getting fired right now, by the way, here at Corolla. Adam's in the back firing oh, people. Oh, for... bloody hell. You like that, don't you? That's, that's <laughs> got some alcohol in it. Woo! <laughs> oh, now it's a party. <laughs> Sorry. Don't you feel better? Mom, As Mom. our Velveteen's asked, don't you feel better? If you're listening, Mom, it tastes like taboo. Do you remember we talked about taboo? Taboo, yeah. That's the, the, uh, uh, the, the, the cheesy 80s wine. That's what this is. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't tell Adam that, whatever you do. Ew. Oh, yeah. God, I need to rinse my mouth out. This stuff is... Not from the Mangria, of course. It's pungent. 19%. I feel like they, they lost a few flavors on the way. Where do you try the brose? The brose is 20% alcohol. Oh, but I don't know. what. I guess we'll have to have like a dump bucket or something in here. To, oh, here comes that. Ace found himself a beer glass. Mm-mm. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining us again on the show, Adam Carolla. Thanks. Woohoo! There we go. The crowd, they're going crazy. Oh, they're Adam. Crazy. They love it. I can't think it. for a second why oh. you chose beer. Ooh. She feels like it's too much alcohol. I have a headache. It's, it's there. It's. it's <laughs> It's there. You need to prepare because it's there. So it's it it's <laughs> the whole inception of brose and mangria and the whole thing was the high octane nature of it. You're not drinking this. Uh, there's a reason. There's a purpose to drinking this, and it goes beyond just simply pairing something with your creme brulee. Correct. This yes. is you're drinking this to to feel good. Yeah. Get a little buzz going uh, on. Well, it is Friday. You know, if you if you distill, pardon the pun, uh, alcohol just down to its its essence, 
it's not always drinking it because you love the bouquet. Drinking no. it to change your mood a little. But what is the? I would say the most popular drink, and Emma, you, you, you tell me if you agree with me on this one. I would think the most most ordered drink I see in Los Angeles is probably vodka soda, right? Because people here, there's a, they weigh you when you get back in LAX, and right. God forbid you put on any weight. So people order <laughs> vodka soda, and if you're drinking vodka soda, you're not drinking because you enjoy the taste of vodka soda. You're drinking to get a buzz on. Because right. no, who would drink vodka soda? There's nothing there. It tastes there's, like Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, I, there's nothing. Right. There's <laughs> that, that literally, it does taste like somebody took fingernail polish remover put it in a cup and swirled a little salsa yeah. water in it and listen don't get me wrong i'm 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 all for uh locale high buzz but yeah you're you're trying and i would argue uh the guys doing the red bull and the vodka oh. are the same same boat especially the diet red bull and vodka you're just there to I, change you're there to alter yourself not and not in a flavorful way i i see i i, I find that to be an abomination if you're going to do it do it the old-fashioned way Blow a couple lines and then some shots of vodka. Forget this Red Bull stuff. You know, it's it, just do it the right way. I agree. Although we don't uh, condone drug use now, but a couple rails, a couple of shale, <laughs> and then have some vodka. And I agree then with Dan. pound the vodka. Yes. Um, but you're with, so Mangria though was so you are a vodka drinker because if memory serves, you were drinking wine and you were running out of the wine but you wanted a big glass of something and then you saw you had some vodka in the kitchen and I, a yes, libation of wonder was, was born you poured them together I, it, it was born when i used to live up sort of in the hollywood hills and uh, it's one of those weird crimey river things but if you live up in the hollywood hills it's hard getting down to the liquor store the supermarket or whatever you can be a little out of range as yeah. a matter of fact they don't deliver you can be that far out of range and oh gary found some oh, oh look at it. real some glasses, glasses finally oh. oh we got mangria glasses look and endless rant glasses wow, now right. we got to clean them sadly but uh okay <laughs> gary you got to wipe them down they're a little bit they're a little bit rough gary's got gary don't don't run too just don't run too fast just so you know though we're used to this adam we, yeah, we that's fine. it's a very gary, uh we're gary, before the you other. go can i get a cold beer please yes you may Thanks. there you go all right I'll give, you, I'll give you i'll give you i'll give you some of some of mine if you like but i don't have a beer glass I'm going to try everything. Glass. All right. So, uh, yeah, there was. I was up on the hill. I poured my I, I, I poured my red wine. Red wine, some, there's three things working with red wine. First off, some bottles are really dark. The glass thickness is different. So you can't, to the touch, figure out how much booze is in there because you don't know by weight. Because some of them, And then they have that belly button in the bottom. Some are flat and some go up past the cork so it's like <laughs> i never know how much red wine is in the bottle plus you got a little buzz and yeah. i don't know from the night before I don't, I don't know what my tally is so i found out i didn't have a lot of red wine i did i was like in my bathrobe i didn't want to go get dressed and you know i'm not an alcoholic i'm not going to drive down the hill just to get some so i dumped vodka into the red wine and threw, now, some ice, threw some ice in there. I snap. Nah, at first, I just dumped vodka, and I thought, "What's this going to taste like?" And I essentially ruined the, the red wine and the vodka. And then I thought, "How do I salvage this?" And I put a little orange juice That's and a couple it's... ice cubes in it. And I was like, "All of a sudden, I got mangria." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I, I, uh, from the from the uh, clutches of defeat, I snatched he victory and a buzz. And there was a. Uh, there's another interesting thing we don't have to go too far into, but I can't ever speak about Mangria without bringing this up. 
the original guy, I think it was the original guy that you hired to, you hired him like a, a criminal basically yes. to make the Mangria in the beginning. He was a, he was a criminal, an actual legitimate criminal winemaker unbeknownst to you. You did not know at the time yes. that this guy was a crazy criminal. And if memory serves, he's dead now, right? Yes. He's he, dead. He's dead. Yes. He got shot to death or he killed himself. He, um, boy, you want to talk about, you want to talk. So Emma, we, Emma looks stunned right now. It's crazy. No, he's, this is a crazy it, it, story. It's going to be a movie. This guy was working, like he was in Napa and, or Sonoma or whatever, where wine country up there. And we went and visited his outfit and he made wine for people and stuff. And, you know, everything was fine. And at a certain point started you know, it's you know, it there's an there's a there's a thing where they make the product, they sell the product, then they give you the money and they keep some of the money and you get some of the money and at a certain point you're kind of re- you're relying on people to in good faith partner up and give you your share of the money. They're collecting all the money. He wasn't giving the money and there was lots of back and forth and there was a lot of we got product but we're not gonna release it and everything else. And at some point he got uh one a, a guy on my side said to him, "Hey, you're you're cheating the uh, our our salespeople. You're not paying the salespeople. You're cheating them. You you know he called him a thief basically." And the guy said, I- "I'm going to come over there and kill you." And my guy was sort of sort of like, "Yeah, okay, wine guy in Napa." And then uh, we broke apart from the guy, and, and you know it was a lot of some legal stuff and everything. We eventually everyone just sort of went their separate ways. And then I don't know six nine months later. There was a story that another guy he had a business partnership with who he owed a bunch of money to is not happy about it, like showed up at his house and said, like, let's hammer this thing out. Next thing you know, the guy pulls out a gun, shoots the dude in the back while he's running through the winery. Right. I wasn't the guy running away from him. He shoots him and like wings him. And the guy like takes off. The guy takes off like a 50 year old dude with three kids who's a businessman you know and this is in napa this is not south side of chicago (laughs) you know and he's running and he they're doing a business on like making wine you know and next thing you know the guy's running and this guy goes like back reloads whatever runs him down executes him like out in the field and then gets in the car and shoots it out with the cops yeah whoa and ends up de- I think he he killed himself right in the end yeah I think I think he killed himself yeah yeah so anyway there's Thanks, the happy Gary. there's the happy story of Mangria what you're not Cheers, so Gary. now let's go on to the, there were, this IPA had a pimp actually no no that didn't happen <laughs> it was it was <laughs> vehicular actually, man south side of Chicago it's actually called it was I a pimp a, a. <laughs> uh, so you, he was acquitted of most almost all the charges did you do background checks on the people at, it was King it's King, uh, King Harbor is that the brewery that you they they were making it now uh, I'm trying to think it probably says it uh, on the can Iron Triangle Brewing Company yeah. Uh, Iron Triangle. We, yeah. I was approached. We we're doing a Mangria event on the on the west side, and I was approached by a couple guys who owned a brewery, and they just said, "Would you like to make a beer?" And we'd always talked about making a beer, but we'd heard it was really expensive and really time consuming and hard to hard to figure out and blah blah blah. And so we just said like. Oh, we can you can make us the beer, and I said, yeah. And so I, they said, you know, what do you like? And I said, I like uh, IPA. And they said, what IPAs do you like? And I said, 
Well, I like, I think, Stone and Pizza Port, and yeah. I like their IPAs. So I said, well, you know, why don't we land in the middle of a couple of the IPAs that I like? And so we did a little trial and error, but we eventually landed in the middle of a bunch of IPAs that I like, which is sort of like, you know, if, hey, if you like, uh, if you like Chinese food and you uh, like, uh, barbecue then here's chinese barbecue like that's yeah. basically what what i did with ipa but it, it turned out Let really me, good I, i'm gonna i'm gonna admit this so i i came to the opening party you did for the thing and, and back then i was drinking beer i have since developed a bit of a, a gluten thing don't you, you look right. like you're about to laugh at me i've since developed he is now he is laughing at no. me emma's laughing too it's yes. fine but it's it's actually legit you're i have tolerant it bothers me it's it a load of crap is what it's it is. not All a right. load of crap it it bothers but i will can i try it can i try it please the, yeah can glass, I, can I, you, well you won't let me drink out of your glass it, sorry let me i'm gonna try good, it see if this gulp. bothers me the gluten because there are the 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 hops uh-huh. loaded they're do, loaded do you loaded. know do you know immediately if it affects you, <laughs> I'm not drinking from that. Guy. I'm just letting you know that I'm actually dr- you can drinking keep it. That. Hold on, I'm drinking you just, more. You just backwashed it. Just it's it's beer. It's fine. Go. It's not. Bad, All right, let's though. see. Let me see. Not only does he is he gluten free, drinks vodka soda too. I've seen okay. him. Oh, I do. Too. Okay. <laughs> so I don't know if my brain is just playing tricks on me, but I feel like. It's either I'm gassy now, I'm burping, and this could all just be in my head, but I feel like it bothers me, but that tastes so good. I miss beer so much, and that it's got that bitterness to it, and the, the high, it's so nice, but I feel like it's going to fuck me up now. Like, I'm going to be done for You're the very day. dramatic. Well, you, yeah, this is, and this is what, this is a, you know, what I, I think this is what black people picture white people talking about all day, <laughs> which is that an IPA. Look, sweetie, you don't know, you don't know sorrow until I'm, I'm lactose intolerant and all there was, was and I'm gluten free and all they had was a cheese platter and a hoppy IPA. We can't go and, to Italians anymore. Yeah, so save me your, save me your horror stories of woe. We have our own, we have our own battles. <laughs> I'm moving on to the brose. At least yeah. that sounds hardcore Smart. is there any more glasses oh here we go mm-hmm. um i feel okay i'm gonna say that now okay. I, I feel yeah. okay i feel like maybe maybe you've helped me kick my gluten oh if, imagine that if i yeah. in any Today. In, even in a small way i do notice my gluten allergy goes away if i'm really wasted and i'm fucking hungry like so if somebody has pizza so recently somebody had a pizza and i was starving and i'm like i can't because of the gluten and right. then i just ate three pieces of it and yeah, it's weird. It the, 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 the things that'll take care of a, an allergy to gluten would be either being really wasted and really hungry, yeah. or like every guy I worked with on a construction site out here in Los Angeles, really Mexican and really poor. And if you're really poor, I used to go on lunch runs all the time and no one had any allergies (laughs) and no one told me what they couldn't tolerate or didn't tolerate. I was like, I'm going to Taco Bell. Thank you. was the only conversation we ever had. And I was always like, how did I work with 10 dudes that had absolutely no foodborne requests, allergies, gluten, lactose, nothing? 
And then you go into some place with some air conditioning. You work with 10 people, and they have 10 different requests when you're going to the sandwich shop. You're saying this is an uptown problem that I have. It is, this an is uptown. a first it's world a first problem world that I. But see, I'll get like I'm very gassy. No, that's just beer. That's what men do. They yeah, you're not belt. burping. You're not burping at I'm all. I'm a lady. She's I'm a lady. A lady. Um, Adam, I want to bring up something, and we were talking about this earlier, but don't point to me. Well, I so very quickly. I, I put po- this morning before I came. I. I posted something on the Facebook. You're not mm-hmm. on you're not on Facebook, right? I I am, but my minions are probably They're doing it. Doing okay, you're it not doing something. it. Um, I answer people's tweets. Okay. I just retweet stuff that people send me and go, that's funny. So I'm writing an article about uh, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. My hometown, fifth largest city in America. Philadelphia, when it comes to these bar awards that they do, the big, you know, the Spirited Awards, the Tales of the Cocktail and all these, and the James mm-hmm. Beard Awards, Philadelphia has been largely overlooked when it comes to this thing. So I wanted to make sure I was right on that, and I posted on Facebook, and I asked a question to my bar friends. Does anybody know if, uh, if uh, Phillies won any Spirited Awards, which are like the Oscars in the booze biz? And that was it. That's all I wanted to know. The Spirited Awards... At Tails, there's a controversy going on down there because the people that started it uh, last year, they're from New Orleans, and it's in New Orleans. Last year, they marched in the Zulu parade, at which they do every year, at, at Mardi Gras, and they wore blackface. Uh-huh. And everybody, everybody wears blackface, okay? And it's been going on forever, and we can talk about that too. But So there, a video surfaces. Uh, the, the, the guy from Tails videotapes his wife. And I guess what kickstarted this thing was he asked her a question. She'd probably clearly been overserved, and she didn't have an answer for the question. And he made a comment along the lines of, "Oh, you put blackface on you, and you can't. You're no longer media savvy, or something like that." So right. this big controversy erupts in the in the in the spirit, in the cocktail page. world. Well, on my, yeah, but all over. And and so the solution they came up with was the husband steps down. Uh-huh. Okay, and she and it was a lot of damage because there's a lot of money involved in this with these spirits brands, Bacardi and Beam and all this. So this year, Tails goes off. He stepped down. You know, there's some con- they created a diversity. You have to do that uh, damage control sure. diversity committee. So about a week ago, they announced that he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, six months after he stepped down, and shit just explodes again, right? Sure. Now everybody's posting, every- and that's fine, and everybody's on the soapbox. Like, but my comp- my thing on my Facebook was, has, ta- has Philly ever won an award? And people are like, oh, I don't know, this is... And then, of course, some guy jumps in and says... Everything that's ever happened there is invalidated because of, you know, and because, I, of this because of this thing. And I said, so what you're saying is because they did one stupid thing, they did this stupid thing. All of the people that have won these awards, these awards are no longer, uh, they don't mean anything. And yeah, now everybody's a, chiming in. So It's a weird world we're living in now. I, uh, just for the record, went as Mr. T for Halloween when I was 19. So <laughs> yeah, I, I was a Harlem Globetrotter once. Yeah, I, I, it's I, happened back in the day. We, yeah. We've but, been but there. But back in the day. Back in the day, the yeah. Day. Before we were young and we didn't know anybody. So for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what the hell Dan's talking about, why why are these people in this Mardi Gras par- parade still to this day doing blackface? Adam? It's a Zulu. <laughs> Look, I don't... Here's my thing. I believe... It's a subtle form of racism if you 
pick out certain groups and say, we're going to be offended if you do this, but we're not going to be offended if you do that. We've, we've kind of extended it to everything now. I mean, it used to be blackface was off limits, but you could dress up as an Indian or you could dress up as a bandito Mexican or you could dress up now everything you can't appropriate. You, I, maybe leprechaun Irish or something, <laughs> maybe gondolier or something, maybe. Maybe, but that that that's going to go the way of the dodo too. Yeah. You won't. And the whole thing with I I believe, like I dressed up as Mr. T because I dug Mr. T, not yeah. because I wanted to make fun of black people. Yeah, I didn't even look at Mr. T as a black person. I looked at him as Mr. T, and this is same. I shaved my head like Mr. T shaved it. That's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. that's back, commitment. That's commitment. Back then. Because I thought Mr. T was cool, and I thought it'd be a pretty cool outfit. So this like notion, first off, that every time you simulate a person or a group, that that's somehow an attack on the group, as opposed to an homage to the group, is insane. Obviously, I'm a white guy, and if people dress up as me for Halloween, it's the most flattering thing that could ever happen to me. You know, and when you dress up as the cast of Orange is the New Black, somebody's going to be the black chick. Yeah. And that was a controversy, too, right? That happened. It it was. But my first off, there's no way that I know everyone likes to jump on Twitter and play play hero. But there's no way anyone thinks that Julianne Huff from Dancing with the Stars, a 22 year old, is a racist or a Klansman or a bigot. Like, they don't really think that. They, and, and if you press them, they'll say, no, 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 I don't, I don't think she's a racist, but she does need to be edgy. And my thing is like, but what then? Yeah. If she's not, then why does she? If she's doing it because this is her favorite character on her cable TV show, then why can't it be? Why do we have to turn it into something that it's not? It is simply a tip of the cap to a person whose work I enjoy. And God bless her, the blonde chick likes the black chick's work out of out of this cast of 25. What is why? Why? Look, there's a there's enough. And there's not there's enough actual racism that we don't need to convert everything into racism. There's enough racism. So it's like, go ahead and focus on whatever that is, the actual racism, and don't take every single instance from every single politician or comedian or whatever and try to morph it into something that it's not. You're just creating more of something. That's like, we'd like to get rid of racism. Okay, good. Let's not turn every comment made by every politician and made by every alumni of Dancing with the Stars into a racist act. We're literally creating more of a mess to clean up. Counterpoint, Emma? Powerful. I I just think that's... uh, I'm glad we covered that. We've not covered that yet on the show, (laughs) and now we don't need to again for a while. So, moving on to... um, What's next? Pedophilia? Uh, sure, what do you want to yeah. get into? I'm let's, all for uh, it. Yeah, here, here. I know we've covered that. Oh, we have covered yeah, that. Yeah, in the first oh, show. The, yeah, the guys who make endless rant. Again, <laughs> there's a difference between being charged and being convicted. And I think we need to keep our eye on the prize. I can charge anyone with multiple counts of pedophilia <laughs> until the conviction sticks. You are not. Uh, you know what? We probably probably said too much. 
We might have. Um, I, I one time I thought about doing a stand-up comedy routine, and I think I tried this out on you, producer Bo. And it began with uh, a series of pedophilia jokes. Are you going to do it now? No, oh, I'm not God. going to. And I was, I think, wisely counseled that maybe I, I shouldn't launch my. Are you out of your mind? I was begging you to do it. He did actually. Begging I was going. There was an open mic, and, and Bo said, "Please." For the love of God, go and do that exact act that you're doing. I, I need to be there. And I bailed at the last well, minute. Well, it's produced by his birthday, so maybe yeah. it would be a nice gift if you just... No, I'm not going to do it. 30 but I, seconds. I have I'm not, tips for pedophile Pedophilia jokes? Pedophiles. Jokes? Oh, tips for pedophiles. Well, yes, let's get into that. I Look, I, my thing is, is I want to help. I don't, I don't know where you're I from. I want to help. I'm going to need some I, I need some angry I don't know what one. God you pray to. I just wanted to help. I just want to help. And I, I look at situations and I think, here's how you could do it. Here's how we could be better. Could you, you know, help us, please? That's that's what. Should I help, Bob? Can you help, help us on this I need show? Help. I'll help you. I need help. I'll help you. Okay. I simply said, you know, I've watched uh, enough uh, Catch Predator shows to realize that uh, these guys are, <laughs> they're making a big mistake by not sending over a small cheese Domino's pizza before them, you know what I mean? Like when they roll into town and they got the address on the internet and they're going to go in there and they do the, they make the same mistake every time they knock on the door. The girl says, come in and help yourself to some toll house cookies and sweet tea. And then they come walking in and then Chris Hansen and the camera crew comes out. Right. I'm saying if you called in 20 minutes early to the local Domino's and sent over a small cheese pizza, then you could just sit across the street and see who answered the door. Now, I'm not trying to help these people. I'm just saying. But you might be. Okay. Worst case scenario, you got a cheese pizza waiting for you. You know what I mean? Well, this is day drinking. Hansen, <laughs> but if the camera crew comes to the door, you're out seven bucks. But that's the best seven bucks you, you, you probably ever spent. You know? Any more, okay. Any more and, tips? and again, I'm not. Look. You show me a race car, I'll show you a way to shave a few tents off, off, off turning, turning lap time, you know? You show yeah. me a pedophile, I'll give you a pizza give tip, you, you know what I mean? I, I, I literally will try to help anybody. <laughs> you brought when, up when race you, when, cars. You offered, when you offered your help, I didn't know you were going to help me get away with pedophilia, so I, I actually take it back. I don't maybe want that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that, a lot. Look, you weren't asking for that A advice. lot of people want the internet, you know, they say, you can go to the internet and find out how to make a pipe bomb. Should we close down the internet? No. Okay. Well, there then I'm go. right. <laughs> oh, it'd be easier. There you go. If they did. Wait, Emma's, by the way, Emma has suddenly started pounding this IPA over there. It's six point seven percent. It's and good. It's a fancy can as well. You put a lot of effort into this. I don't. Are you enjoying it? I, well, it's an IPA. It's I sorry, I pimp a and but I I really like it. I don't normally like anything this earthy and full bodied. Mm-hmm. But you, but like, you like this one. I like this one, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know if it's a direct comparison to what I just drank. That hey, you haven't had the brose yet, though. You got to try here. Oh, try okay. the brose, which is even stronger than the white mangria. We did a recipe once. That uh, is much. Sorry, I prefer the brose. Okay, the white. it's got one more percent alcohol. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's you got the Brit for me. All right, now, should I open another can of the IPA? Yes. I think I keep. I think my gluten allergy's gone. I think it's done. Yeah. It's gone. What's gone? My gluten allergy. I'm going to have some of that beer. It's gone yeah. again. Got a glass it? right here. No, it's gone.
Um, Adam, yeah. by the way, we did mention our producer, Bo, who is here. Uh, it is his birthday, and I, I thought uh, Em and I were thinking that as a, a, a birthday gift to Bo, Bo races cars as well. And so I thought maybe we'd have a, a few minutes of car conversation because he is a big fan. Well, tell me all about the cars. Oh, what, what, yeah. kind of, what kind of cars do you race? Um, I do touring car racing. Ooh, um, I, I have like a uh, F2000 Van Diemen, just a single-seater open-wheel car, you know, like a couple steps below Indy. Like the US yeah, F2000 like 2000 would probably be a two-liter. Yeah, it's like, like um, Formula Five Thousand is five liter. Right. This is a two thousand is two is a liter. Two liter. Yeah. What kind of two liter? Uh, it is a Ford ZTEC. Oh, all right. Yeah. And what's it, it like? Twin side draft, sort of Weber, sort of forty side draft fours, Weber. So it's got something. those, you know, those scoops on the right hand side. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And it's You're putting out to car geeks. Yeah. Now exactly. you could exactly. that thing could put out two hundred and. 50 horsepower if you really goosed it. Gets oh, around. I love that Dan and Emma have no I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, where do you drive it? Uh, that car lives on the East Coast. It lives in a shop out of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And um, so I run all like SECA and uh, the SECA runoffs are going on this weekend. Yeah, Road Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, no, they're no, doing no, they're it at Daytona. Indy. They're at Indy. Oh, Indy. 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 Daytona was yeah. last year. Sorry. So we do uh, touring car racing out here. What uh, touring car do you run? Um, I run a BMW E46, and uh, we won the championship with that a couple years ago. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got an I got an E thirty seven and a half I think <laughs> I have a two thousand and one Dodge Durango she does she does but, she does but, but the documentary this is yeah. what we so uh, Adam did a nice. documentary called Winning yeah Adam you might not know that you directed a really uh, d- good documentary Paul Newman that's true and now Bo's got a connection there because your father my father raced against Paul Newman so we were based out of Jersey. Paul mm-hmm. Newman out of Connecticut. Right. So when he had his Datsuns and everything, which I know you own some of them now. Yeah. Uh, my father had a TR8. Uh, then he stepped up to GT1. So when he was running uh, like SCCA Nationals and stuff like that, then got into Trans Am, got into IMSA. My dad was right along that path. But we were those guys that would show up to the racetrack with like no stickers on the car, uh, built our cars out of gara- you know garages and barns and you know no sponsorship. We were the back marker, more grassroots guys. Did he race against Paul in at Road Atlanta in '76 when Paul was driving the TR6 and there was a TR8 that was up? I don't think in there that was somewhere, or he showed up. He showed up later. I think he was a little later. I think in '76 he was still don't run in open wheel cars. Uh, so I have ten Paul Newman cars oh. now, and <gasps> I just got the TR6 that he won his first D production. Champion. He won four championships. And Paul Newman won four racing championships. Yeah. yeah. Is it true I that have, was his biggest passion? Bigger I, than I, acting? I, yeah. I, I think I can safely say oh, – well, first off, he safely said it a million times. Like he'd much rather go drive the car. But as a guy who does some acting and some comedy, I'd rather go drive the car too. So I, I understand – that wiring or that mentality it's just it's sort of mind you how old was he when he started racing he was like 53 or something like he was not he was not young when he started and he kept going all the way through about six months before he died at uh, 83 and he was always fast and um i remember i said to jimmy uh jimmy kimmel we're like an old married couple. I said, uh, <laughs> I said to him very proudly. I said, uh, Paul Newman raced and won 
when he was 83 years old, and he went, that's how you know it's not a sport. Oh, <laughs> oh fuck you. <laughs> so uh, producer Bo's dad also raced against Caitlyn Jenner. Oh, that's true. No, well, no, Bruce Jenner. Well, I Bruce know. Bruce. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that was Bruce. So okay. my, I was going to be my claim to fame last year. Uh, uh, Caitlin now uh, has been competing with her son. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and uh, I was going to run in the Brody. same series. Is it Brody? Brody. Yeah, Bro- yeah. Oh, no, so. not Brody. No, the Bert. other son, Bert. Oh, Bert Jenner. It's no, it's Bert. Bert. It's Bert. Bert Jenner. It's definitely it's Bert. Bert Jenner. And I would, I was going to love meeting Caitlin and saying, "Hey, I'm racing against you. Good luck." My dad raced against. You, you know, right. I, don't, I don't know how I was going to word it and be politically correct. Your dad's really still, is your dad still a dude? Oh, he's still a dude. Oh, okay. Seventy two. Okay. Still, All right. I don't know. You know, with this LA, we don't know. Bob. It's racing. Yeah. A lot of guys are transitioning. It's true. Toxic. Bob. Toxic. My dad's, Bob has... my dad's moving over. Yeah. You know, he's you know he's transitioning. Toxic so, Bob has yeah. not turned into Toxic Bob. Uh, well, not yet. <laughs> By the way, you're listening. You're listening to Drinky Fun Time. He's got to go with barbed wire if he makes the move. You're listening to Drinky Fun Time. The show about cars. But Toxic Bob <laughs> needs his own show. He's got some killer stories. Uh, that was the wrong choice of words, by the way, because there's a sad story that oh, wait, he killed someone. No, oh, should we not bring this? Well, up? It's, it's, it's common knowledge about what happened, right? Red. Oh <laughs> no, when uh, Fitzgerald got killed in St. Pete, we were oh, there. Yeah. We were there, and I was a little kid. Jim and Fitzgerald, uh, yeah. After- and he was sorry for the listener. Mm-hmm. That was the driving partner, was it not, of Paul? He was in a separate car, okay. but they were teammates. Okay, teammate of Paul. And teammates, yes. Paul's car, I think, let him down somehow, so he didn't finish the race. So after the race, that's when everybody learned that Fitzgerald was actually killed, which is always a sad thing. It used to happen a lot more back then. but it, Now know, it's just completely you know. safe. Now it's very, very safe, Emma, absolutely, and Mom. Um, but <laughs> Paul Newman came Well, not through, the vintage stuff, yeah, but go ahead. Paul Newman came through our tent because we didn't have any sponsors. We didn't have a big entourage. There was, like, nobody there. And he just said to my dad, I got to get out of here. You know, I got to get to the hospital. I got to get there. I, I got to leave. So my dad gave him a raincoat and a hat so that he'd be able to zip off to his rent-a-car and not be seen. But that's yeah, the, it was that's a sad – the, the, the story – yeah, and Fitzy, beloved character of racing – they they speculate that he died of a heart attack in the car, that he didn't hit the wall and die, that he may have died and then hit the wall. So, it was, like, so there was, it was an unprovoked – nobody cut him off or anything like no, that? No, he just went into a barrier. Without uh, slowing at, down. Without could've slowing sneezed. down. Could have yeah. been a sneeze. Yeah, but hard yeah, to yeah, Could have Could have – could have been lactose intolerant or had a <laughs> gluten. Problem with gluten. He may have had a beer earlier and then the gluten <laughs> allergy it, 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 He thought it, it was it fine. It could just be a bran muffin. It's yeah. not just about beer. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you what, I know that I know what a gluten allergy can do to you. But and, I, and, t- in a, and in effect to make the show not be so dark, my last Paul Newman story is nicer and it has to do with beer. Uh, my my dad was walking with my mom or my grandmother, uh, Mama Glow. Who's from Alabama? I love that everyone has a name. Everybody's got a nickname. Why in my everyone family. from Alabama gets a name? Hey, but Mama if you're Glow. if you're from North Hollywood, you don't get yeah. any nicknames. <laughs> get, hey, hey, douchebag! It's that's your nickname. It's but the you accent. get the thank but you, Dan. They were at the Poconos walking by, Pecanos. and my my dad elbowed his mom and said, "Hey, there's Paul Newman," and he was standing on top of a motorhome. And he's mm-hmm. drinking a beer, and he's watching the cars go around. And my grandmother's only comment and observation was, he's got some knobby knees. Yeah, he was uh, – his racing team or whatever was like Chicken Legs or something. His <laughs> nickname was like Chicken Legs or something. If you guys ever do like a Google image search of Paul Newman, Paul Newman Racing or whatever, you'll see a chicken 
like a decal of a chicken, like with a steering wheel or something. Mm -hmm. So that was his knobby knees. Well, on that note, (laughs) it's time to play the drinking game. And it's about racing, isn't it? <laughs> it's, about, it's all Probably about racing not. for everybody out there. Uh, we, of course, we do the drinking game here on Drinky Fun Time. Adam Carolla is a man who uh, has a, a toe in the wine world. It clean the toe. The toe's clean. Yeah. A, a toe in the wine world and a toe in the beer world. So we're doing a drinking game today. Oh, that's not a toe in the beer world. It's just cold. It's just cold. <laughs> So Adam, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose these to you and Emma. What you'll be playing for today is this bottle of brosé right here. A bo- how much does a bottle of brosé go for? Oh, because he, he needs another one. Something. Fifteen dollars, something in there. The winner of the, this game will be taking home this bottle of brosé and also that bottle of uh, uh, peach and pear mangrel. White, yeah. White. You can go to Corolla Drinks if you want to find out. Any, but hang on, about you're any a contestant. You're you a contestant. Want, yeah. Have you any desire to win that? Well, and he's also going to win this. Silver Sharpie. Okay, there we go. The yeah. Silver Sharpie. You need a, you need a Sharpie. I do, I do need a Silver All right, here we go. It's, it's, it's going to be a tight game here. Uh, do you have a buzz in, Adam? What would be your buzz in? Do you have a... Uh, I will say Paul. Paul. Emma? I can't stop this. Oh, hello! Okay. I thought maybe you'd say happy birthday, Bo. But, <laughs> no, it's too, it's too long. Okay. Here we go. How many grapes does it take to make an average bottle of wine? How many pounds of grapes does it take to make an average bottle oh, of wine? Oh, hello! <laughs> uh, Emma Patterson <laughs> Thank you uh, um, I think it takes Yeah thanks uh, 20 pounds 20 pounds of grapes Is that your Final answer Well why don't we see Who's closest Why don't you let Oh Adam. okay Let's do alright I'm Adam? gonna go 20 pounds And one ounce <laughs> 20 pounds <laughs> and one ounce. That Wasn't that like, the, what show was that? It was like the dickiest the move. The right. price is right. Yeah, I hate that. That's uh, such a douche move. Sorry. Who was that for? Both of you. You're both uh, so wrong. One uh, of us was clearly both, closer. You were closer, actually, uh, with two and a half pounds of grapes. It so takes I- two and a half pounds of grapes <laughs> to make a bottle of wine. Emma, you're up one nothing. All right, finally, here we go. Finally. Uh, the, uh, the German... Gewürztraminer, Gewürztraminer wine, uh-huh. is similar to what wine that our ancestors shamelessly consumed, probably while smoking cools, in the 1970s and 1980s. Gewürztraminer is very similar to what oh, hello. Emma Patterson. Sherry? Is, no. uh, is that your answer? Apparently, Adam's got a better answer. <laughs> he, gave you, he, he said, while smoking cools. Smoking cools, sitting by the pool listening to Kenny Loggins or Rogers. <laughs> what Anyone, were they, someone what did named they, Kenny. What did they have in their glass that's similar to Gewürztraminer? Um, I would say, well, you said 70s. Now, now you can go with the, with the um, white Zinfandel, but that's 80s. <laughs> Well, what would the he knows his wine. Is? He knows his wine. Uh, yeah, yeah, he doesn't really. make I know wine. My, I know yeah, my he knows his wine. Well. White's in eighties. Well, I said seventies and eighties. Yes. Started in the 70s, I'm sure of it. The, I, the right. White Zinfandel hit with the preppy. That was like the, the preppies yeah. drank White White's Zinfandel. Zinfandel. Okay, Zinfandel. well, we're going to keep it classy with wine. What country first developed wine in a box? Oh, hello. Emma Patterson. England. Is that your final answer? Well, I think we probably bought it from France, but we put it in a box. France. I'm sorry. That's correct. Incorrect. Adam Carolla. Um, what country developed wine in a box? USA. 
USA, USA, or France. France, France. <laughs> Emma, one last chance. Australia. You can steal. You steal. Are you stealing with Australia? Yeah. You sure? Yes. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It was Australia. Oh, it's just I Developed wine in a box. Uh, please, Give audience. Uh, stored inside a bladder that's never exposed to air, sure. uh, which means it will only taste, you know, as shitty as it's going to taste, it won't taste any shittier because of the right. oxygen. All right, here we go. Now we're switching to beer for these final two questions. We're switching to beer. According to the folks at Guinness, to pour a perfect pint of their stout, perfect pint pour, how long do you need to let it rest between the first pour and the top up? Oh, hello. Uh, you've got to oh, get your own Adam, sound. Wait, that was mine. You Adam, took, I won that He's one. stolen you your sound. Mine. But he did, he I, did. Go and take it. Go ahead. You got it. How many? How long between the first pour and the top up? Do we we going in seconds? Seconds. In, in seconds before There was you, a big campaign about this. Before you top seconds. it up. There was a big campaign. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. hmm. I'm going to say 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Emma Patterson, what's your answer? We'll see who gets closer here. 30.1 seconds? I think it was like almost like, I think it was more like 45. 45 seconds. 30 and 45. Those are your answers. Producer Bo, you want to jump in when we're here? One second. One second. (laughs) The answer is 100 and 19.5 seconds. So just under two minutes. So obvious. They call that, say it. You know what they call it? The mm. surge and settle. Oh, really? Yeah, which is, I think, one of our wars. We had the surge and settle. <laughs> I think that's how we took over America. We surged, and then we settled. Mm-hmm. All right, final question. And this is for all the marbles. This is for the Adam Carolla's Mangria Wine Cocktail Brosé, which you can find at adamcarolla.com. And a silver sharpie and a can of beer. Uh, endless, also, I found it. I don't endless know rant IPA. Yeah, go to Corolla oh, Drinks. Or, Corolla, oh, Corolla Drinks. I'm sorry. Or <laughs> Iron Triangle Brewing Company. Yeah, don't expect me to get it right here. Okay, here we go. I, I'm not the one being questioned here. Here we go. Final question. In the 1980s, what did a beer drinking goat in Lajitas, Texas do? What did this, this goat, beer drinking goat, Accomplished something in Lajitas, Texas. Oh, hello! Emma Patterson. Burped. Is that your final answer? I don't think I've ever seen a goat burp. Uh, that is incorrect. Adam Crowley. What I'm, did the beer? What did the what did the beer drinking goat do? I know this one because Trixie, name of the goat, was my goat. <laughs> oh, what? Yep. This better not be true. It's totally true. Finished a Rubik's Cube in less than three minutes. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Trixie will be missed. Trixie. I Let's, raise a, Let's as... raise a glass. Of... They don't talk about goat years, no, but they go. don't live as long as we do. They, they do not. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Trixie also, Trixie also was elected mayor. Of Lajitas, Texas. Well, yeah. if you also, could finish a Rubik's Cube in under three minutes, you can do it. <laughs> and it's Texas after all. As well. We got one more thing, Adam, before we let you go. We've, mm. we've, we've almost covered everything. Almost covered everything. It's time for the news. <laughs> the, news. the news about booze. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, well, this is new and exciting. Yeah. You Thanks like for one. that. Yeah, you're welcome. Mike Fieldman for doing that. What do you got? In What's... the booze news today, uh, the U.S. wine industry. Now, this is more of a question. I want to I get you both involved. Not you, Dan. Okay. Just you. By both, Adam. you mean Adam. Yeah. I realize that I already tested you on the way here. Uh, how much do you think the, U- the American wine industry generates for the economy every year? So how much money, just the wine, not, yeah, not beer and spirits. Wine, and uh, Actually, this year, particularly, how much will be made this year? This year, I say $2.7 billion. Oh, that's a hell of a lot, isn't it? It is. You're wrong. I know. Do you know how much it is? It's $219 billion. $219 billion, billion is how much the American wine industry will make wow. this year. That is, that is a good sign. It's incredible. I feel like we could go to nations where it's not five bucks and I wouldn't want to live there. How much of that is Mangria? Oh, it's <laughs> got to be way less than 25%. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do a year? How many cases of Mangria do you do? I don't know. I got to ask my wife. She's 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 figured it all out. Uh, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. In I your just... alcohol empire mm-hmm. that you've now you've built an alcohol. Is it is is the beer the driver or is the mangria the driver? Uh, it started as the mangria, but now the beer I think has uh, taken over the driver. So when you do you go out and you do events, uh, you you do the show on uh, live. You, you're mm-hmm. always people can always get the mangria and the beer at the events. So is that is that is it on site sales is where you're doing it? Or it's people? not always. It depends where you go. As you probably know, there's a rule for everywhere you go. You know, you do a show in Arizona, the booze has to sit there in a warehouse for three days before they can sell it. Like they're, they're, yeah. the rules surrounding booze are archaic and insane and different. No, you, you know, you want to go to Connecticut, they're different than they are in New York. In New York, they can't have, they have wine stores. They don't sell wine at a Whole Foods. Like they have crazy yeah, crazy rules everywhere, which He's is not wrong. It's insane. And it's sort of like, I don't know, age of con- consent. You know what I mean? Just agree. Just make it 11 and just make it nationwide or, or whatever. 12. <laughs> <laughs> no, just make it 18. Which reminds me of a pedophilia joke. Yeah. Oh, I, no, 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 no. I have a couple uh, of no. tips for those folks. Okay. Can I just yeah. finish my booze news? Sorry. I like it when okay. you talk. It's nice. You never talk. That. Wait, wait. Hold on. From the Drinky Funtime News Desk, here's Emma Patterson with Booze News. With a little bit more. It's another question, I'm afraid. Now, which alcoholic beverage do you think is growing the fastest, faster than any other at the moment? I think I got it down. Oh, alcoholic beverage. Well, now, so it could be anything. In In the hard booze world, I got it down to either gin... Or rye. I feel like rye, I didn't even know what rye was till I was like 41. Sure. And the rye whiskey thing, which I love, love has it. made a, a big comeback. But I feel like gin, in just a sort of ironic hipster way, has, is, is making a comeback. Nobody drank gin. I, know, I, I, might, I tend to agree with you that that's probably in the, in the spirits world, the spirits a gin, world. because, you know, the, the one drink that's really sort of taken off is the Negroni, which is made with gin. I think people have moved away from vodka and gin's flavor vodka. In spirits, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you that gin 
Although, if you're talking just a percentage of it, mezcal as well. Mezcal. Oh, tequila is very yeah, hot. The, yeah, the, 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 the Mexican spirits have really sort of blown up. Uh, and then, but as an overall, you're talking about overall just alcoholic beverage. Would you like a clue? Yes. Yes. It is the oldest fermented beverage on earth. Beer. No. Prostitution. No. <laughs> what? No. They say that's the oldest. It's not fermented, though, is it? Well, it is now. I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> Have you seen some it of the prostitutes I've slept with? You know, yeah. yeah. You yeah. should look at Dan's portfolio. Yeah. I've slept with some fermented prostitutes. So I know it. All um, right. Here's, a, here's another clue. You might drink it at a, at a Renaissance festival. A Renaissance? Rule. <laughs> I don't even know what mead. Mead. I know it. It's mead. Mutton it's chop. bloody mead. No, mead. there's no blood. Just mead. Bloody mead. Me- By the way, bloody mead. Some of the prostitutes as well. Oh, oh no. Damn. That's Jesus. the end of this. All right. Well. Uh, you know what time it is, don't you? Time to end this fucking show. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I yelled mead at some point. No, Adam <laughs> got it right. I didn't, no, really, I didn't realize Booze mead. News was a quiz today. I didn't realize I like, it was the drinking. I make it. Is there more? Like Is there more drinking? No, news? I just wanted to say that um, it's quite interesting what Adam was saying because even though mead is the fastest growing alcoholic beverage right now, even, nobody drinks it. It's re- the regulating it is really difficult because everyone's trying to make it, and so the poor f- fermenting organ regulating gods, let's call them, are having a hard time stopping meaderies popping up all over the place, and apparently, I think it's three pop up like every week somewhere. Globally, a meadery. I'm sensing a business. So, if Adam starts his own mead, what will we call it? What would the Adam Mead Gria? <laughs> mead Gria. The mead. I need. I got the mead. The mead, mead for, for speed. speed. Oh. There it is. And then we tied in racing too. That's nice, isn't it? Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah. Uh, any more news, Emma? That's your lot. I think that's it. All right. So I think we've covered a lot of ground here. We've covered uh, pedophilia. Uh, mm-hmm. We've covered racism. Blackface. Mm-hmm. Racing and mm-hmm. racism in the same show. Yep. Uh, Mangria. We've got beer. Adam. Oh, the final thing. What? You, know what you, else you we... do a million things. What do you do? Like, what shows you got going oh, now? Are you going to do this now? Yeah. Producer Bo always says, you know when you're wrapping up, don't open up the conversation. Well, Adam's got to plug his stuff. He's got stuff but to plug. But he's done you so can, much. You can go to Corolla Drinks if you want to find any of this stuff. And you can go to adamcarolla.com if you want to hear the podcast or hear about live shows, events, and but what, what about, have you. what about movies? Any movies? Uh, Willie T. Ribs yeah. is coming coming soon. What about the one you're doing, the, the uh, Safe Spaces? I'm working on that, too. You can go to, uh, thank you, Chassis, C-H-A-S-S-Y. I know it's not spelled correctly. Um, and you can find all these movies we were talking about, and you'll see when the new movies come out as well. Look at that. He's so busy. I don't know how he, he gets to do I a podcast. Busiest man. We uh, do nothing. This is it's it. An old, it's an old, uh, an old uh, cliche, the busiest man in show business, but I think Adam Carolla actually is, for as long as I've known him, the busiest man in show business. With that said, I'm going to drink some more beer. I've kicked my gluten allergy. <laughs> I have. It's gone. It's <laughs> gone. Endle- Endless Rant IPA. Not only is it a great beer, it will cure you of your gluten allergy. I am proof positive. I'm not, I'm not lying to you folks, really. Adam, anything else you want to add? I'm good. And that said, yeah. I think it's time to get out of here. Thank you to Adam Carolla. Thank you to producer Bo. Happy birthday, producer Bo. Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Emma. Check us out at Drinky Fun Time on social media. And that's all we got. Drinky Fun Time.
Hello, I'm Dave Ross. Hey, and I'm Hampton Yunt. And we host Suicide Buddies on Starburns Audio. That's right. It's a podcast about suicide, but not to make light of it. We actually talk about suicidal thoughts, depression, kind of with a sense of levity that Dave and I have with each other. He's my best friend. Come on. Yeah, we're buddies. (laughs) Suicide Buddies. That's the title. One of our favorite episodes that we've recorded so far is about this guy, Jan Pataki, who was a Polish aristocrat in the 19th century. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, one of the reasons it's possible that he killed himself <laughs> is that he thought he was a werewolf. Oh. Check out a clip. It also makes me think, like, we were talking about in the Norway uh, black metal episode, how, like, just the culture of your surroundings can affect you. Like, yeah. he's in a castle in Poland. <laughs> He's like, I mean, if you yeah. lived in a castle in Poland and no one knew anything about anything, you might be like, I'm a bat. I'm probably a bat. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally what happened to Batman. He literally is in his mansion. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm a, a bat. bat. I'm a bat. I'm a <laughs> bat. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bat. bat that helps people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bat that helps people. I'm a, I'm a rich- I don't know what you want from me. And my, uh, and my a, girlfriend, she's a cat. She's a cat. My she, girlfriend's she, a cat. She steals things. She's a woman who steals things. She's a cat. I'm a bat. I, I'm a I bat. Help people. She's a cat. We fight a penguin. My. Uh, my- <laughs> <laughs> 